Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fool. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Bolt, Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mix Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling Hello, everyone. This is Mia Friday, and no matter what day you're listening, to this on every day is Friday and you're listening to the Wrestleville podcast. To the Russellville podcast. I'm your host, Benny Berry, and today's guest is 16 year old professional wrestler Mia Friday from Bryan College Station, Texas. Mia, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. It's good to it's good to finally talk to you. Been seeing you on some uh, Texas posters. And if you would, for the listeners that may not be familiar with you, Mia, if you would, please just kind of give us a brief rundown of your career, maybe who who you've wrestled for, like promotions and uh, where have you wrestled at and how long you've been wrestling? So I started wrestling in March of 2019. I started when I was 13 and I made my debut in September of 2020. And since then, you know, just been uh, making my round around the state of Texas and I've worked Roxy, you know, uh, mainly been over at Booker T's reality of wrestling. And so far it's been really fun getting to work a lot of different people. And then most recently this past weekend, I got to make my out of state booking, my first out of state booking in Arkansas. So I'm still fairly new to this, but you know, just been making my way, you know, you started wrestling when you were 15 years old. You know, we we can't go past that without, you know, kind of telling us the story of how you got started. Um, you know, how do your parents feel about that? And, you know, what was, you know, obviously you love professional wrestling, but was there any pushback from your parents? I mean... No, not really, actually, which was the funniest thing, because they're the ones that found the um, the wrestling school that was like 10 minutes away from where we lived. And like they were the ones who signed me up. Like they didn't even ask me first. Kind of it's like they just knew that just since I was a little girl, that's all that I wanted to do. And I was just going to end up training regardless. So there's like I know they, they just knew that I wanted to do this, you know, so they were always really supportive of that from the start. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that, you know, I when you have uh, people behind you and supporting you, it's it's got to make everything you do a lot easier, right? Yes, and, like, they're the ones who, like, drive me to all these places. I, I, like, just got my license, you know, so for, like, the most of it, like, mostly everywhere, all these towns that I've been to, it's just been them, you know, like, dropping me off really early in the day, staying around in town, then driving me back home, you know, so like, I don't know where I, what I'd do without them. I guess when you 
first started professional wrestling? I mean, you know, I guess you had to kind of the way in, you know, the pros and cons of it, right? I mean, it's, it is hard on the body. It's very physical. You, you know, I mean, did you take all that kind of stuff into consideration and, and, and the responsibility that goes in with this, because I think maturity has a lot to do with, with safety and responsibility. Don't you think? See, I didn't take, I look, whenever I like joined, I didn't think about literally any of that. I wasn't thinking for a second, like, oh, this might hurt my body or there might be, um, it might be like dangerous or there might be dangerous people. I didn't think about any of that. I just went for it, you know? And you know, now I just like, I have all these back problems and now I know about people in the business you shouldn't mess with. But I didn't take any of that into consideration when I started. It could have been just me being really young or just me just loving wrestling so much that like I didn't care about all those things. But I was just happy to be there, you know. I was recently talking to a professional wrestler who wrestled from in the 70s, 80s and 90s. And, you know, back then when he started in the 70s, they tried to make it hard, you know, <laughs> and, and he said, they beat the, the crap out of us because they wanted the tough of the tough, you know, they wanted, and, and they wanted to see the tough on them and they wanted, you know, Hey, do you really want to do this? Did you feel like maybe people were going a little harder than maybe, maybe you thought they needed to? I think if anything, they might've been going a little bit softer on me. They're like, Oh, she's young. Let's not try and like do all this crazy stuff with her. But like, I was the one who wanted to like, be tested you know like, I, I didn't want anything to like come easy to me but I felt like in the very beginning they were trying to go a little bit easy on me but then I'm like hey no I want to do this you know I want to train with the rest of the big guys I don't want to do these individual drills by myself you know that kind of stuff and I mean like it's 2022 you know like I started in 2019 and like it's not back in those days where like you have to like necessarily pay your dues by doing all these really crazy things, you know, because we're just like wrestling keeps on evolving, you know. Talk to us a little bit about what, what it's like at Lions Pride and, you know, the, the teaching staff there. Talk, talk to us a little bit about Houston Carson. I had a, an opportunity to see him wrestle a couple of times before he retired and a phenomenal wrestler and had to, had to stop physically wrestling uh, due to health, but now he's doing Lions Pride. Talk a little bit about his his club, his teaching, and you know the training under him. Houston's a great trainer, and anywhere like any promotion that I go to, there is there's always this one old guy to be like, ah, oh, you're one of Houston's kids, aren't you? And they'll just like hug me, and I'll be like, I don't know you, <laughs> but like, um, uh, Houston, yeah, he's a great guy, and like um, everywhere that I go, like. I always, there's always somebody that knows about him. So like, obviously he's had like a great reputation across Texas. And yeah, like the main thing that like um, our school is known for, like anywhere that we go, they're like, oh, you want a Houston's kids? Oh, I know you hit hard. Because like Houston is always teaches us, like if anything, to always like anything you do, do it with intensity, make it real, you know, like hit the mad hard, hit people hard. Just, it's not really like super duper old school, but it's also not like forgetting about like the basics of wrestling. We always um, put emphasis on like the basics of wrestling. And so that's what makes me, I think one of the things that makes me stand out the most whenever I go to these places is that I always keep things really basic and like my basics like 
look good. You know, I'm not forgetting about any of those things. So that's kind of the main stuff that we learned there is making sure your basics are down, everything's crisp and all that kind of stuff. I've never been to his facility, uh, though I've seen pictures. Can you describe what the facility looks like? I mean, it's it's like a, a training facility, right? Oh, yeah, it's nice. Coach keeps on calling it like the um, like the mini performance center because we have two rings, you know, and then we got the weight room. Uh, well, we got a like a film film study room with like a bunch of chairs and a big TV. And we got a, like a promo room, like a green screen with a bunch of like lighting set up. And then um, his wife, Kenzie, makes all the gear. So like she has her own office where like people come in and like talk about gear and everything. And then, you know, just like, it's like every single thing that like you would need to be successful as a wrestler. Obviously being in that environment, you can see the benefit, right? So, I mean, being a student there, uh, you know, having friends there and, and spending, you know, a good bit of your time there, you see the benefits. Do you, do you see that there's other people in the business that could benefit from an environment like that? Do you see that, you know, um, there's more of a need for that or, uh, you know, what do you see when you go to these other, other cities in Texas? I mean, um, yes, definitely. I feel like I wish that more, more wrestling students had access to what, like we have access to at Lions Pride, because I've been to about like five different wrestling schools and one of them is, um, Booker T's and obviously doesn't get much better than that because, you know, like Booker T's, that's like the, like the flagship of Texas wrestling, you know, it doesn't get much better than that. But coach always says that like, besides Booker T's, like Lions probably would be the place to go. And I kind of agree because at these other schools, you know, they don't have access to just, um, you know, like, or like if you go to one school, there's only one ring, you know? And then if you're having like all like these gigantic classes and obviously someone's gonna get less time in, but with two rings, you know, you can get more reps in, you can work on stuff you need to work on and just stuff like that, you know, just having more space, more access to do things. Like, I think it just all makes you better. And I mean, it's not gonna like, if you don't go to Lions Pride, you're not gonna be like a crappy wrestler or anything, but it definitely makes like the process a lot easier coming up in the business. Right, right. Yeah, you have the, you know, like you said, he emphasizes on on the basics and and what about psychology and storytelling? Is that is that emphasized at the school as well? Oh yes, 100%. That's what I forgot to mention. Like, even when I go to these other schools, they're like, I wanna come to Lions Pride because I wanna get my psychology right. And just every single day, there's not a day where we're not going to touch up on psychology because everything that we do has a meaning to it. There's a reason behind we do it. And I'm like, I think that's like, that probably might be the best thing about Lions Pride's training. It's just, you make sure that every single student knows psychology, understands psychology. And that's what makes us so different whenever we go to the other promotions, because we won't just do moves because they're moves. We'll do things in certain places and they'll make sense. And then after our matches, they'll be like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. How did you do that? We'll be like, we just told a story. That's <laughs> just how we were trained. So it's really good. I've talked to a lot of veteran wrestlers and they'll say, you know, there's a reason why, you know, the first match is so long. You know, you, you know, the, the first match, uh, there, there's a reason why the first match uh, people aren't coming out of the ring. There's a reason why, you know, and they they just all have this idea of how wrestling is is so supposed to be. But 
but it's supposed, you know, in their mind, it's supposed to be that way because they found a formula that works. Do you, do you find that Houston Carson uh, pretty much sticks to that? Yeah, I mean, like, um, he, he obviously doesn't just stick to, like, the same he's not like stuck in his ways, you know, obviously, because like in 2022, like you can't do that. If you try to like stay in the past when it comes to wrestling, then like you'll get kind of left behind, you know? So we, we still like keep like those same like values about like, like psychology and like, um, like you said about why the first match is like this, why this happens on a card. But at the same time, you know, we still need to learn these different flavors. And if like, like if, if me and a couple of other friends from Lions probably go to a different wrestling school and we come back, he'll like let us teach those things to the class. You know, he won't just stay strict to his one thing because like there's all different things that um like everyone needs to learn, you know? So yeah, if we'll go to like a different school and we'll learn like these new, these new moves or these new wrestling pins, like he'll let us like teach the class, you know? So he, he's not like very strict about those kind of things. I mean, what a good time for you, right? For being in women's wrestling and, and, you know, what are you seeing? Who are some of the, the women that you're wrestling and, you know, how often do you guys get out? It's kind of hard to explain nowadays because um, I feel like there's so much of women's wrestler because like there's, there's still obviously like not as many women's wrestlers as there is men's wrestlers. So you see like women's wrestlers who are only just like, who are like relatively new, they're already making like all these AEW appearances, you know, Impact and all like, all these other like sort of major promotions. So um, it's kind of happening a lot where um, I'll be working the same girls over and over again, just because like there's women's wrestlers in Texas, but there's they're so big that they're either usually out of Texas or they're on TV or doing tapings or whatever. But um, I've normally been working like the same girls a few times, but like, they're still like amazing. You know, like I've worked Killa Kate a number of times, Danny B, um, obviously Roxy. And like, so it's not really more of um, like working all these different people, but just more of working like these, the same few women and just getting like really comfortable with them, getting really good with them and being able to put on like these really great matches with them. Right. There's got to be a uh, definitely a benefit from wrestling the same person over and over again, because you guys get to, like you said, get comfortable with each other, kind of know each other's style, put on these great matches um, and things like that. You know, it's in, instead of getting in the ring with someone that you've never stepped in the ring with. Right. And that's the whole idea of putting on a great show anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Like um, MJ Santana, she debuted in November, last November. She's the only other girl at Lions Pride. So obviously we've had to work each other like over and over and over again. And like you'd think it'd get boring. But the thing is, like the more comfortable you get with somebody, then like you start trying new things, you know, and you can just put on these really, really fun matches and you're not worried about each other. You know, like you got each other's back, you know, everything's like safe. Everything's fun. And like, mo like most recently at our biggest Lions Pride show, we did it at a baseball stadium on uh, late March. 
And so me and MJ, we were like, okay, this is like our 12th time wrestling each other, whatever, let's just do whatever. So like she did a code red for the first time. I did a pile driver for the first time and we just went all out with it, you know? And it's fun to be able to have those moments with somebody where you can just try all these new things and just have like, just a fun, like indie match. You know, not every match has to be like super serious. Like it's okay at some point to just have a little bit of fun. You know, you obviously don't want to do like, just a super duper crappy indie wrestling. But like, if you just get like a good mix of psychology with just having some fun, then it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I actually got to see that match and it, and it was very good. I, I enjoyed it immensely. So yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, I, and I, I can see where it could definitely be a benefit by working the same person over and over again. And, you know, when you, when you look back at some of these these people's career and, you know, people that come before you, you, you'll see, well, I was talking to a guy yesterday. He said that he worked Jimmy Valiant for three years. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about Roxy. You mentioned her and, you know, she's obviously having great success right now. Uh, talk a little bit about her you know, what she means for the business and, and what she's, um, you know, if she's helped you in any way or what you might have learned from her. Oh, my goodness. I get so excited talking about this because, like, on every podcast, somebody asks me about this. And I always, like, it's always just such a heartfelt message about Roxy because I just love her so much, you know. And um, the first time I met her, I was 13 years old and I was doing um, just, like, ring crew at Lions Pride at one of the shows and she got booked there. And like from the moment, like I like said hi and introduced myself and everything. She was like, oh my God, you're training. She like gave me her number and everything. And she was like, if you need anything, if you need any advice, just let me know. And she just like took me under her wing, like right then and there. And so I was just so grateful for her. And then um, like, obviously I made my debut and like everybody was like, oh, we got to get Roxy versus Mia. So we did a couple of matches together. One of them being in her hometown, one of them in my hometown. And then, um, we did a match where we teamed up together. That was really cute. And I mean, she's just so nice. And she just, um, she's always inspired me because obviously like coming up in the business, being so young, you don't see many girls doing that. And so there's times where like, I'm in like a tough place or like, I don't really know what's next for me. I'm in a hard place. But then I just look at Roxy, you know, because she started at 13. She started in Texas. Like she's, she's going, she's she's like the success story. Like she started off the same way that I did, you know? So that's like proof that I can be successful as a young wrestler, you know, cause I can just look at what she did. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I saw, I was looking at your record and I saw that you had wrestled Zoe Sky. Am I correct? Oh yes. That was so much fun. Well, I, I was going to ask you, she is, she's like, 15 years in the business right yes it was crazy I asked her about that and she, I just like I was like dang you've been wrestling like longer than I've been alive like it's just it just blew my mind man like that yeah that's what I forgot to mention on like the list of like amazing people that I've gotten to work it was like a last second thing like the night before somebody was like hey we need you in Dallas against Zoe Sky and like man to be honest I had never heard of Zoe Sky because I'd only been following like women in Texas just straight just strictly in Texas and it was, man, like, I think, like, that might be my favorite match ever just because, like, 
the crowd was really hot and then just she was just so easy to work with and it oh that was so much fun you know i i can imagine like did you did you have some butterflies that you were thinking well you know she's gonna know i'm <laughs> she's only gonna know i've been wrestling a year <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Like I used to get nervous, like working with people who were like, like wrestling way longer than me. I'm like, oh, like she's going to clown on me. She's going to do, she's going to, but like, she's just so nice. And like, the thing is about like people who've been wrestling for so long, they don't try and make it complicated for you because like, if they want to wrestle a complicated match, they can go, they can, they can just go do it later, you know? So like, um, I'll be like, hey, I only know like three or four moves. So she'll be like, okay, cool. And we just put on like a really basic match and just have a lot of fun with it. I love stuff like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you find the attitude maybe in the locker room a little more welcoming or do you, is there that attitude of like, well, she's just a kid or, you know, do you, do you see any of that or you see the opposite of that? I think it's definitely like positive vibes. And I think it's more of a protective thing where everyone's like trying to like protect me in the locker room kind of, which is really good. Like um, there's this promote, this is promoter, um, Devin Storm. I got booked on Indie Expo for the first time. It was like my first ever out of town booking and like my first time wrestling outside of my school. And so like he gathered everybody um, in the locker room to like come outside. And he was like, just wanted everybody to know Mia is a minor, don't talk to her. And so whenever we were all walking back, I tried talking to one of the wrestlers and he was like, wait, nope, I, I can't talk to you. And he just walked away from me. <laughs> but not like, other than that, like, it's usually just like, I'm um, really positive, you know, like they treat me just like, like a normal wrestler, you know? And like, I don't, it's not like I like physically look really young, you know, I don't look like, like super short, you know, but I, I'm kind of taller looking. I think I'm kind of on the more mature side, you know? So it's not like, like, um, you know, like I'm, I'm treated pretty nicely in the locker room. They're all really sweet. I mean, by your pictures, you, you definitely look, you, you look young, but had somebody not told me how old you were, I would have never guessed how old you were. I would have, I would have probably gone a little, a little higher in age, 18, 19. You know what I mean? I, I would have never guessed in a million years that, you know, that you just started driving. <laughs> yeah right that's the good thing I'm glad that I have like my height and everything because like man if I looked like like 11 or 12 I feel like I would get booked less like promoters would be like man like I don't want this like this is a literal child on my show right now <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people like don't know how old I am until like I tell them later on you know so that's always good and yeah I got my license um on my on my birthday and then I wrestled later that night on my birthday so um I got to like it was really fun because I got my license in the morning. Then I got to like drive to my first wrestling show. And that was really fun. With you being 16 years old, can you wrestle in other states or do you have to, you know, um, some states have commissions and some, some states don't. So, I mean, does that limit your travel? See, that's what I don't know. And like, I don't know, I don't even know who to like talk to about those kind of things. Cause like one of my friends, um, Shimbashi, he was like, man, I'm about, to book, I'm about to go wrestle in Oklahoma, but I got to get my license first. I'm like, why would you need a license to wrestle in Oklahoma? Like, how do you even do that? So like, I don't understand, like, I don't know how those, like those rules or laws are even made. So I guess like there might even be one for Arkansas. I don't know, but I guess it's just a matter of going and finding out, I guess. I mean, I would hate for to like drive all the way out of state and then 
them telling me I'm not old enough to wrestle, but I guess, I guess it's just one of those things you got to find out as you go, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, obviously you would like to make a career out of this, I assume. Yes. 100%. Like I can't, I don't know what else I would do besides this. And with you, with you starting as early as you have, you know, you started training when you were 13, of course, uh, do you feel that that's only a benefit for you, you know, starting young with something that you, you want to do? Mm. Do you think it's going to benefit you down the road because of the experience that you've gained? Oh yes. 100%. Like, like my goal is to like, whenever I grow up, I want to be one of those people that are just like insanely good at wrestling. You know, I just want to be like, just like just like a wrestling freak you know I want to be one of those people where like oh she's 20 but she's been wrestling for like wait no hold on yeah by the time I'm 20 I'll be wrestling for like seven years I think like I want to be one of those people that are just like just insanely good for no reason like I think it's been one of my main goals lately because I've been so like caught up about seeing everybody around me winning titles and everything doing all these main event stuff so I just like my new goal is to just be good, you know, because I don't need to rush um, being a champion and doing all these crazy things because I'm still young. So my goal is to just get as good as wrestling as I can, you know, and then just let everything else come to me, you know. Do you ever feel like that with wrestling for you is like, oh, I wish I would be doing this. And then you think, well, hold on. I'm 16 years old. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's like the main thing that I've been like going back and forth with like myself with lately I'm always like caught up just like dreaming just like working hard for all these crazy goals and then I'm like I like I kind of need to just slow down you know because first of all I never thought I'd even be wrestling at this age in the first place so I'm already way ahead of what I thought would ever happen and then you know you just don't need to um to like rush all these things because I feel like everything just like it all happened in time you know everything happens for a reason and like some things are meant to happen at a certain time and like you know like there's no need to just like you just need to enjoy the journey you know mm -hmm. what do your friends think i mean to be honest i don't really have that many friends outside of wrestling i have like one or two friends that i sit with at lunch they think it's pretty cool but other than that i don't really tell anybody at school you know and i'm, I'm kind of i'm kind of quiet at school to be honest I don't, i'm not really like out there you know just so, I mean, like, I guess not that many people really know about it, but for those who do, who do know about it, they're mostly just, like, they're supportive, but I don't think they know what, it, like, what I'm talking about. They think it's high school wrestling, you know? Like, they don't think it's the actual, like, TV professional wrestling, but there's, like, oh, you wrestle, that's so cool. So, I mean, like, it's, it's like, general. I don't get, like, bullied at school, you know? I used to back in elementary school, but not anymore. They're just, like, oh, that's, that's cool. It's whatever. Right, right. And, you know, every teenager needs a part-time job, right? Or needs to work and make some money. So, you know, this is just a different way of doing it. Yes. My parents are all like, you need to get a job. I'm like, hey, I make money on the weekends. And I, that, that fills up my tank. Like, I don't need to worry about none of that. I'm good. Right, right. Skip all that fast food experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a headache. Not that, well, not that wrestling is not a headache. It's a body ache, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, Mia, where would you like to see yourself in the next five years? 
Um, five years. Yeah, I'll be like 20, 21 by then. So like I said before, just be like a wrestling freak. Like she's just untouchable in the ring because she's been wrestling for so long. And then also, I mean, my parents keep on like, they say this is like a fact. They're like, oh, you're going to get signed when you're 18. So don't worry about what comes after that or whatever. But like, I mean, it would be really nice to get signed at like a really young age. But I wouldn't mind, you know, just doing just more independent stuff into like my early 20s, you know, just getting out there, just having fun, being an independent, independent wrestler, like not going to all these shows with my parents and also balancing school and everything, just being like an actual independent wrestler for a little bit and then hopefully getting like some kind of major break. And I'm the plan is to go to college right now, but I mean, I don't we'll just have to see, you know, cause it just all depends. Like, you know, like this, like the thing about like getting signed at 18 and everything, just, I'm not real sure about college yet. Right. You know, if, you know, say for example, you know, Garth Brooks, you know, when he went to college, he studied marketing, but look how successful his career was, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you were to go to school, you could definitely take something that's going to benefit your career in wrestling. Right. Yeah. And um, I wanted to um, the original plan was if I weren't able to wrestle for some reason, I'd want to be one of those people that put together like the promo packages, like the video packages, things like I've always like loved those, like the intros to all the pay-per-views. Like I wanted to be the person who edits those kind of things. That's something that I always like kept in mind. Yeah, there's definitely a need for that. And there's definitely a skill and an art uh, for that, that not a lot of people possess. So that is, that is an option. You know, there, there's a lot of people making, making a living in wrestling, whether it's in the ring or, or making gear or doing the video production, or, you know, there's so many things, you know, I know a guy in Indiana who trains, he wrestles, Andy makes gear. Well, wrestling has been supporting him for the last 15 years. So well, not Yeah. So, I mean, there's people on the independent scene. There's people that found ways of doing it. Well, Mia, is there any, any place where you can tell the fans and the audience that where they can find you on social media so they can follow you, maybe see some of your matches? Yes. So my Instagram and Twitter are it's Mia Friday. I have a YouTube and a Facebook page as well. And you can message me on any of those um, platforms for merchandise. I can show y'all my merchandise and yeah, just go support me on all those different platforms and everything. Because I mean, in 2022, just having like a social media following, is just so important. So yeah. Well, Mia, it's been a, a pleasure talking to you today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and I just want to let you know, you're welcome to come back and talk anytime and I just wish you the best in your career. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're listening to the Russellville podcast where wrestling lives.
Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today on Amazon. Tracy Smothers, Harley Race, Tim Storm, Bushwhacker Luke, Bobby Fulton. The Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault, Vault Volume one. 1, Bill Dundee, Super Mex Hernandez, C.W. Anderson, Ricky Morton, Sir Moe, and many others share their stories of determination, triumph, and, and sorrow. sorrow. Get your book today at Russellville.com or at Amazon.com. Russellville, Wrestling PWC Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC,